Yo, today's QOD is every season has opportunity and challenge. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Tony Robbins back on the show today. And today, Tony's going to talk about seasons, the seasons of life and the patterns of life and how it's just kind of like a historical thing that just happens over and over and over again and what we can learn from those patterns, especially when we talk about particular generations being kind of snowflakey, you know, highly sensitive, kind of entitled. Like they're not always going to be that way. And Tony's going to talk about how it's the challenges that come from the stages of life that help to make us stronger. Tony Robbins is coming up. Let's look at history for one second. If you have pattern recognition, the second skill is pattern utilization. Everyone in this room who's good at whatever you're good at, whether you're a great financial trader, you're great in business, you're a great writer, you have great pattern recognition, but you also know how to use patterns not let the patterns use you. And those that are really powerful, people in this room, and hopefully what this room was about is pattern creation, new pattern creation. That's when the world really changes, right? So if you think about this, let's look at the core pattern. What pattern recognition and utilization changed humanity from wandering around as hunter-gatherers, not knowing we're going to starve or not, to having communities and cities? One pattern recognition, what was it? Who knows what changed humanity? One pattern, one recognition of pattern. Productivity, okay. But before productivity, what made us productive? Let's start when we're hunter-gatherers. The answer is seasons. When we understood the pattern of seasons, humanity changed. Because we learned something. If you do the right thing at the wrong time, you don't get rewarded. If you plant in the winter, I don't give a damn how hard you worked. It's not going to happen. Once we understood, you plant in the spring, you protect in the summer, you reap in the fall, and you keep some for the winter, we could build communities, we could build cities, states. That's where the whole world began to change. So now let's look at the pattern of history just for a second. By the way, are there patterns in your life? Zero to 20 is a pattern. It's different for everybody, but there's some overall pieces. You're mostly being taught how to think and be. 21 to 41 or 22 to 42, and it's different for everybody, that's when you're the soldier of society. That's when you say, bull, I was taught all these things, but I want to test what I believe. When you're less than 20, you're invincible. You know you're going to be president of the United States, you're going to be a multi-billionaire and have 100 relationships. Now you can't even keep one relationship in your book. So you have to figure out how it works. So 22 to 42 is that figuring it out, right? The soldier. 43 to 50 to 63, roughly, That's when you're in your power. That's when you become the leader. Now you can do more with your pinky than you used to do 12 hours a day. Who can relate to this? How many of you, because your contacts, your relationships, your experience, your intelligence, you can do more with almost less than you ever did before? Who can relate to this in this room, right? That's as you enter that stage. And then maybe 64 to 84, up to 120 is the oldest living humans. Maybe that's the time that you get to be the mentor. You get to share, because you're not trying to prove yourself to yourself or anybody else. You know who the hell you are by this stage and you got some wisdom to be able to share that's actually real. It's not about ego, it's about helping in some way. 
So those are stages. But there's also, lastly, I want you to see patterns in history. So let's do a quick, quick, simple one, whether you're from America or not. 1910. Stay with me for a moment. If you're born in 1910, those first 20 years of your life, 19 years of your life, a lot of cool things happen if you were in America, as an example. Well, tons of inventions. We won World War I. There was this tremendous excitement for the end of the war. We all of a sudden had radio. We had television. We had planes, cars. And people were partying, man. They were having it, the roaring 20s, right? So these kids growing up in that time, they were looked like, millennials were looked like by older generations or now the Z generation. Millennials are now getting old, they're 42, right? The oldest ones, they're coming into their power. But a lot of people say they're snowflakes. You know, if you have a different point of view, they can't handle it, right? They're not safe. That's not all millennials, there's some. But guess what? That generation that I'm telling you became known as the greatest generation in American history. And they were disrespected, they were irresponsible, and they were weak. But here's what happened. They grew up, and right around 19 years old, if you're born in 1910, it's what year? Calculators are available, 1929. What happened in 1929? Worldwide depression. Here in America, people jumping out of buildings, people standing in bread lines. The Midwest was a dust bowl. Right at the point they're gonna get a car and go party, their entire world was shooken up. And to survive it, they had to get stronger. And they went through 10 years of it, not a year or two, you know, 1932, 33, a little bit of a break, but boom, right back into depression. And guess what? What was the reward they got when they made it through 10 years of depression and now they're 29 years old? What year is that? 1939. What happened in 1939? Well, none of us were alive then, but let's remember it's called World War II. Right? I thought we had the greatest war, the war of all wars. No, we got a much worse war. And by the way, if you were alive at that time and you had a grandparent, they'll tell you it looked like the world was ending, not like we're gonna go up a few degrees in temperature. The world was ending. Hitler was coming along and strafing countries in days. He was bombing London. And they went to war. These weak people went to war. They were no longer weak. They became incredibly strong. They won the war, they came home. And now they're what, 45 years old, 50, and there's a new season. That was winter, 20 years of winter. You can watch a 1,000 years of Roman history and you'll see about every 20, 25 years, the same cycle. You can look at, I remember I, I went to speak, I was coaching the President of the United States at the time, President Clinton, and I left him, you couldn't do this today, and I went over and talked to the Speaker of the House, Gingrich, who was a Republican, I'm an independent, I wanted to help both of them, no one said a word. Today, someone would shoot you in the head if you attempted that, right? But think about it, they both had the same book on their desk called Generations, a book you might wanna read. Large book, 585 years of Anglo-American history, and it shows how, as generations are raised, how it changes the way they respond to big crises, and how history creates these cycles. There's another book that's probably easier to read called The Fourth Turning. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It'll help you understand it's not chaos. These patterns happen. You'll be reading the book very much like the gentleman I told you about who was my teacher, and you're reading something you think it's now, and then they go and show you it was 80 years ago. And they'll show you another one from 80 years before that. It's the same dynamics that we're dealing with. The seasons are pretty consistent. So here's my question. What happened? We went from wintertime to now spring. Isn't that cool? What follows the horrible night is the day. What follows winter is springtime. In springtime, there's optimism. At least in this country, people came back. They were excited. We came to the suburbs. If you're a veteran, we gave you a house. 
it was a cool time. Think how different the late 40s, 50s, till about 1963 when Kennedy died. Think of the optimism in this country if you knew it or around then. It was incredible optimism. And then you go through the hot summer of internal turmoil that happens every 80 years like clockwork. And what happened? Kennedy is killed. Then Martin Luther King is killed. Then Robert Kennedy is killed. All hell breaks loose. How are kids responding? Completely differently in the 60s and 70s than they were in the 40s and 50s. They're not going to go to war. Hell no, I won't go. Some of them were conscientious objectors. They didn't want to go because they didn't want to hurt somebody they thought had hurt them. Others just didn't want to go. A very different world. If you ask people, which they've done for 50, almost 60 years now in college, this question, which is more important for your life? A philosophy of life that makes you happy or the practical skills to be financially free? What do you think the answer was by 82% of the people in the 1960s and 70s in college? Which one? Philosophy of life to make you happy or pragmatic skills for economic freedom? Philosophy to be happy, 82%. But then the, think about the 80s and 90s and 2000s. Were there anything like the 60s and 70s? Completely different mood, isn't it? It's a new season. By the way, all of a sudden, Wall Street, greed is good. There's a whole different world that's out there. And when they asked the same question, by the way, those baby boomers were protected by their parents. They were sent to college. They're told they're brilliant. You're going to be smarter than me, and their kids believed it but they were not there for their kids. They were busy on their mission or finding their inner self. So most of their kids were raised differently, latchkey kids. They had to be very pragmatic. They had to take care of themselves. They had to turn on the TV and let themselves in. You ex-generation people in this room know what I'm talking about. Not everybody's the same, but as a generation, it was different. And when they asked those people in the 80s, 90s, 2000, 83% said, which one? Economics, right? And now where are we today? We're in winter again. We're about halfway through it. If you study history, we're not done. It's going to get more difficult before it gets better. There's probably going to be a big war. There certainly will be at least a cyber war. There's certainly going to be some major conflicts as the changing world order occurs. So you don't want to freak out because it's winter. If you freak out because it's winter, like you got, you got to love the season you're in. And every season has opportunity and challenge, every single one. You can freeze to death in winter, or you can learn to snowboard and ski. You can build by a fire with your family and develop what needs to be done. But we've got more challenging times. That doesn't mean, this is, by the way, what winter looks like in South Florida. Right, Mayor? <laughs> right? This is your horrible winter here, right? So winter doesn't mean every day is horrible. It just means the overall level of optimism is quite low, and people focus more on the problem than the solution. And it's a pattern that we go through. But you don't have to live the pattern of the world. That's what makes you a leader. People or followers follow the culture. Leaders create the culture. I suggest that's really what we have the opportunity to do. So I'm not worried about millennials or Z generation. I think they're going to be the next great heroes of our next generations because they're going to face huge challenges and they're going to grow. How do I know that? Study history. Is it a guarantee? There's no guarantee. You and I can walk across the street and get hit by a car. But the probability is a lot more than hope. Who's with me on this? Say I if you agree with me on this. That was Tony Robbins. His website is TonyRobbins.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Hope with Tony Robbins. All right, my friend, we got Throwback Thursday tomorrow with Lisa Nichols. Then we wrap up the week with Jim Rohn on Friday. You have a great day. I will see you tomorrow. Peace.